What's up, everybody? I just wanted to give a quick little intro to this next little bonus episode that we put up here. So this is not an episode of Money's Crazy Mind. Oh, no, no, no. This is an episode of the Dynamite Dave Show before it was known as the Dynamite Dave Show. So when this episode aired, it was still called The Scoop. And back then, it used to follow Money's Crazy Mind. Now, it's before Money's Crazy Mind. But this was an appearance that I made on The Scoop. Dave asked me to be a, his guest, kind of talk about the way that, that things were running at Redline Radio right before the end of 2021. I included this because you actually hear some exclusive stories that I never told on Money's Crazy Mind. So hopefully you guys enjoy this little bonus episode, and there will be more bonus episodes coming. So stay tuned for that. Until then, check out this episode of the Dynamite Dave Show, where I guest host. Hi, my name is Clifton Oliver, and I am from Elyria, Ohio. And on Friday evenings, I turn into The Scoop from 6 to 7 p.m. on Redline Radio, LLC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome here to The Scoop on Friday night. My fourth show here by myself. I do believe this is episode 38, if I have to remember. 38. <laughs> want to say thank everybody for who's tuned into the show. This is the last show here in studio number one. So there will be no show next Friday, no show the following Friday. As Lee and Tim both told me that it's Christmas and New Year's Eve, or, or New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve, I'm sorry. Merry fucking Christmas, Dave. That's right. Merry Christmas to everybody. So hopefully you guys enjoy your two weeks. It's going to give us time to uh, build some things over at the new station. So got some news I want to put out there. We are moving. Well, not everything. Studio 2 will be moving up and running January, what, the Second, January 2nd, we'll be up and moving over there at 60 Front Street and Bria, right above Cornerstone Brewery. So make sure you come join us. We'll be there. We'll have our graphics department over there, and we will have Redline Radio. But I got a very special guest here with us tonight. Also, Steel City Renegades will be there. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Incredible Keepsakes for making them cups. Big special guest here tonight. Not as big as last week, but a little bit uh, smaller than. Uh, Kenny kid Lee motherfucking money, the executive producer. And he's became one of my best friends or one of the people I can count on here at Redline radio and then Tim buck too. And the rest of the crew over here. I want to thank you guys, but Lee, what is going on, man? Oh, you know, not much. Just uh, finished. Why can't I hear myself? My brother. Hello. There I am. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> Act like, you know, Tim, Act like, you know, <laughs> he was what? he wouldn't be so friendly to the mic that's all <laughs> oh. oh the mic like that <laughs> what's going on everybody i see that angel martinez our brother from steel city renegades is uh, watching us here uh lisa summers our, our partner for studio two and also redline graphics is watching as well uh thank you everybody for checking out the scoop this week dave you know i'm i'm doing pretty good uh got some hell shit going on as as you know i've made 
uh, pretty public. Yeah, them nasty kidney stones, man. Man, I'm hoping that's what it is. You know, they they found a couple of things in my blood and my urine that might also be uh, going on with this as well. So, uh, but I'm finally getting the answers I need. Um, you know, so uh, love the Christmas hat. Yeah, Lisa, you know, I, I love this Christmas hat too. I, I wore it today since I'm not doing a show next week since it's Christmas Eve. Uh, I'll be with my family. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> thank you for letting me be on here, Dave. And, you know, uh, you know, thank you for the opportunity for not only doing Money's Crazy Mind, but also uh, Steel City Renegades that we do every Sunday night. And then, you know, for being the executive producer here at Redline. Man. Yeah, Lee, no problem, man. Ever since you... Ever since you came here, you have stepped up to the plate. I've asked you to do this, and you've knocked it out the park. Um, thank you for doing that, Lee. I'm mean, oh, yeah. Redline Radio. You're you're part of that moving forward. You're a big cornerstone yeah. of what we do moving forward. Glad to have you there, and not only glad to have you there, but also glad to have you on the graphics side as well. Because so, we got some big things that are happening on both sides. Stay tuned. I wish I could tell everybody what we got going on um, on the Redline Radio side, Studio Two over there, but you guys will just have to Stay. tune in tuned yeah you guys will just have to tune in and find out got to give a big shout out to wiggins construction and home improvement yep for helping us uh with our our vision over there also matt dotson who's going to be doing some painting this place is going to look completely different different it's going to be state of the art over there we are going to spare no expense um we have some things that were that we can't talk about i know lee lee's anxious to talk about it I know <laughs> we, we, me and lee are going back and forth and lisa because she's doing the the graphic side but lee let's talk about it real quick but before yeah. before we go anywhere tomorrow you know i gotta give a big shout out to my guys over at bad juju lisa summers and the crew they're having their christmas party if you guys want to come down make sure you do that where you want to come see them is is where 107 5th street southeast suite 7 barberton ohio make sure you check them out bad juju will be performing there from one to three it's the growing wings adult services christmas party so and for anybody that can't be there to join us live it will be live streaming on all of our uh formats as well. and tim or tim and lee will be producing the show yes so it will be live on redline radio starting at twelve fifty. yep we'll be live there yep. but lee let's talk about this man so yeah. money's crazy mind how did yeah. you come up with money's crazy mind so the show actually did not start out with that name. It originally started out, um, I want to say about three years ago under the name on the money. And I really love the name. You know, I had a really cool concept with it and everything, but, um, when I would mention the show to people to, to have them go and check it out, because, you know, kind of similar to what I do with money's crazy mind, it was a different theme every week. Um, you know, people were saying, I can't find it. Cause there were just so many podcasts out there with the name on the money, believe it or not. Most of them were financial boring bullshit, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so when I started getting that feedback from people that they couldn't find my show, I'm like, I need to come up with a different name. So I Googled the name money's crazy mind. And I wasn't getting that many results, not nearly as many results as I was getting for on the money. So I, <clears throat> I uh, changed the name, took a couple months off, you know, rebranded everything, got some new equipment uh, to try to make the show sound and look a little bit better and just started taking it from there. And then um, decided to just drop YouTube because I wasn't I didn't have like a webcam or anything like that. So you couldn't see me. It was basically me just putting like a PowerPoint presentation up of everything I was talking about. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But 
you know, I can probably get a better audience if I just did audio only. And the audience was there for some of the episodes I did, but a lot of the feedback I was getting, cause I did a lot of wrestling themed stuff was here's just another Mark that wants to give his opinion on professional wrestling. So I dropped the professional wrestling. So, um, you know, I did the like movie reviews. I did TV show reviews. I was doing a lot of stuff like that. I would throw wrestling in there every once in a while, but it was more of like a nostalgia kind of thing, like remembering the NWO or remembering DX, talking about Chris Benoit uh, and the tragedy that happened there, you know, stuff like that, instead of just making it, you know, oh, here's what happened on Raw this week. Oh, WWE still fucking sucks, ladies and gentlemen. You know, like I, I dropped all that aspect of it. <laughs> You know, I dropped that aspect of it, but, um, you know, so then when I, when I came into my own with money's crazy mind, uh, some friends of mine used to have a show here at Redline, and I wanted to interview them, you know, as kind of a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. You know, we'll give each other some. So how far, how far were you in with your, with your show when you asked them, was that just the beginning or did you have stuff recorded and then you, then you played it on Patreon? No, I, I used um, Anchor, Anchor okay. and then that gets me out to Spotify, Google, Apple, Radio.fm, you know, places like that. Um, for some reason, they won't let me on iHeartRadio. I have a feeling that's because I like saying fuck too much. But, yeah, uh, we'll be on iHeartRadio uh, after the first year. So. Yeah, um, but um, no, I was about two years in. Um, when they, when they asked me, you know, but because of the job, you know, the, the, the kind of job that I used to have, I wasn't able to do a show every week. And that was something that I felt was lacking. Uh, so when I quit the job I was at, you know, I said, I want to take this more seriously. And that's about the time that that interview came into play. They told me that they were under contract with Redline radio. And that if I wanted to interview them, I needed to reach out to Redline to see if it was okay. I was not. You know, I was just, you know, recording in my basement, which was fun, you know. Uh, so I reached out to you and you said, I got no problem with it. But, hey, why don't you bring your show over to Redline? And I'm just like, oh, I didn't even think that was fucking possible. But, okay. You know, and then I met with you and, you know, I've been here ever since. You know, my first show that I did here with Redline was something that I'd wanted to do for a while. But recording in my basement, it made it really hard to get guests. You know, so when I came here, I was able to bring Jeremy in and we did, you know, the blockbuster episode. And then I brought my friend blockbuster episode. I, I would have to say, and I, you've done a bunch, Lee, the blockbuster yeah. episode is my favorite episode. I, I would have to agree with that. It's kind of creepy trying to say, hey, you want to come over in my basement and record a show? <laughs> well, you want to make I, a movie? Well, normally what I would do when I would try to get guests on for that is I would either have them call me through Skype or through Facebook Messenger, because Zoom wasn't really a thing before COVID. Yeah, it's, it's all new about mid-2020. Yeah, yeah. About June of 2020 is when Zoom started taking off. Yeah, you know, so I would just have them do that, so they wouldn't even be over my house, you know. So, I mean, it wasn't like I needed to have people come down into my basement and it'd be like a Buffalo Bill kind of situation. But, uh, you know, so, I mean, but, I mean, I had fun with it, you know, and, uh, you know, I want to give a huge shout out to Psych Ward for being a supporter of Money's Crazy Mind from day one, letting me use their song Funny Bone as my official theme song. Um, you know, and I, I think I've told that story before. Like, originally, I wanted to use Marilyn Manson's This Is The New Shit, but I don't have music licensing. 
Uh, you know, so I was afraid of getting hammered with copyright claims every well, we, week. We we have music or music yeah. rights now, so you can use right. it on here if you want. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I reached out to those guys and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, Funny Bone kind of has a similar feel to like what this is the new shit is all about. So can I use Funny Bone for that? And like the whole the whole reason is the song is I don't want anybody to take anything I say on my show seriously. You know, it's just my opinion. It's what's in my crazy mind at the time, you know? So like, if you can't take a fucking joke, then go jump in the river, which is what the song says. Talk your shit, Lee. So, you know, I mean, that that's kind of where the concept came from. And, you know, I've incorporated a lot of new ideas since I've been here doing the true crime stuff with Jeremy and then soon with Lisa, since Lisa's got a criminal justice degree and everything too, you know, so I'm really happy with what the future holds for money's crazy mind and steel city renegades for that matter. So Lee, if you had to say, what is your vision in the next three years with Money's Crazy Mind? What 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 do you want to cover that you have not covered yet? What is one thing that you want to get out there? I, I know that you're a movie buff. Yeah, uh, you can. You guys could see that earlier when he was going through all these movies on his Christmas special, his last show here in studio. Well, it was over in studio two. That's your first or first show over there. In studio no, 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 I've been over there for about five or six. Okay, so now. five weeks. So your last. That's your last show in this studio. You'll yeah. be moving to the new one in the Maria. new studio too. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that up and running here in the next couple of weeks. But what what do you want to touch on that you haven't? Uh, probably there's two big stories that I would love to tackle. One has already kind of been covered to death, but I think I would put a unique spin on it because. I am one of these people. Um, and that's the story of the West Memphis three, three 18 year old. Well, not even 18 year old. One was 16, one was 17, one was 18 uh, year old kids that were convicted of a triple homicide of three, eight year old boys solely on the fact that they wore black, listened to heavy metal music and were creepy looking. Uh, they've infamously been renamed the West Memphis three. And I, I, agree with the title they were from west memphis arkansas but in my opinion the west memphis three are the three eight-year-old boys that lost their lives and the killer that of these three eight-year-old boys is still out there um you know and they were convicted solely on the fact that they looked creepy and that the supposed ring linger ring leader damien eccles um left the baptist faith or um christianity because Baptist, Baptist is a form of Christianity, um, and turned to Wicca. You know, and Wicca is not a negative religion. It, it's all solely based on nature and, you know, that everything happens for a reason. You know, the rule of three, everything that you do will come back at you threefold. Um, all that is based out of Wicca, you know, so... You know, but because this was in the middle of the Bible Belt and everybody was just like it was the height of satanic panic, too. I mean, they thought they thought it was a satanic ritual that killed these three boys and that these three were responsible for it. That's definitely a case I'd love to tackle just because, you know, I am Damien. You know, I I wore a trench coat for the longest time. I wear black. I listen to heavy metal, you know, so and. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, devil horns up all the way, just like Kenny Kid last week, man. I mean, we, you know, we we had a blast with Kenny Kid last week. You know, listening to Metallica and all that. You know, you know, so I, I am that kid. You know, and I never let my nerd side, you know, come out during that time. Unless he's behind the scenes. 
You're a fucking nerd. Yeah, unless you're behind the scenes, then and nobody likes you. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, even still, I mean, like, I you know, know, the first hour of my show today, I was wearing a Ghostbusters t-shirt, you know, but it was screwing around with the uh, green screen, so I had to take it off, you know, put on this awesome Redline radio shirt. That's right. Who made that? Incredible keepsakes. Yep. Yeah. Who, who signed on for another uh, year with us and also Wiggins Construction, I, I can't announce, signed on for another two years. Their new contract starts on January the 1st, so awesome. kudos to both of them. Um, yeah, we're, we're for gonna, sure. And also want to give a big shout out to Pit Road Diecast. Call them today, 216-355-2347. Make sure you tell Bill and Sean that Dynamite Dave sent you Lee money or Timbuktu. Get $5 off in-store purchase. Also, Graper Machine and Tool Hotline is open. You can call that at 216-259-2062. And I made sure it was connected before, since I had it over. Hey, hey. So, Lee, now that we got that, yeah. if, if you had an opportunity to one to go to one major event and you got a golden ticket in front of you, mm-hmm. whether it be a movie, a sporting event, or something that you've always dreamed about doing, what would that be? Ty, WrestleMania, even though WWE sucks, WrestleMania is still the Mecca, or the Daytona 500. So, them are your two. Those but are my you, two. you can only pick one because you got one ticket. Yeah, I mean, it would be a tie between one of those two. I mean, it would. Ha- I obviously, you know, uh, Daytona takes place before WrestleMania, so it would probably just end up being Daytona by default. But you know, Daytona International Speedway is both are big, uh, big events, huge. You know, and I mean, Daytona holds a special place in my heart. It's one of the things that me and my dad actually do um, like together. You know, so my dad got me into NASCAR and got me into all that. You know, and. You know, I was a huge Dale Earnhardt fan, you know, uh, RIP J- Jeff Gordon, you know, all those racers made me really in- love the the sport even more. And, you know, uh, WrestleMania, I mean, wrestling has been a huge part of my life, you know, for the longest time, you know. Okay. So probably a three-way tie. Cause if the, if the Pittsburgh Steelers were in another Super Bowl, I would love to go to the Super Bowl, see the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. But if I had to pick something that's more, accomplishable it'll be either daytona 500 or wrestlemania because yeah. we don't never know if pittsburgh's gonna go back to the super bowl especially the way we're playing but we'll we'll leave that for another show but yeah. <laughs> tune in sunday <laughs> yeah hey uh angel says sounds like we need a nascar next season absolutely let's do Hell it yeah man. nascar trip we're all we're all flying down to angels staying tonight and going to daytona 500 how about that angel that works angel you got a bed that'll fit me <laughs> I don't know, Tim. I don't think there's very many places that have beds that'll fit you, man. So we go to the Cavs game on what was it? <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. So not to not to say anything bad about Tim, we get there and we walk down to our seats, and Tim's like, "Yeah, I can't fit into these no, seats." No, no. So we walk up there, and it's game game time is or is about to be game time. Okay. So and tip off is about to happen. Yeah, tip yeah. off is about to happen. So we walk up and and try to get new seats because obviously Tim is a bigger gentleman. Yeah. They set us huger gentleman. <laughs> huger gentleman. Okay, I didn't want to put it like that, Tim. But anyway, so we walk we walk up to uh, guest services and, and I'm like, hey, you know, we need some bigger seats. And the lady looks at me and goes, for what? I said, well, Tim's with me. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. So it took the people for about or twenty minutes. For yeah. them to come find us and they're about to tip off. I'm like, dude, like they're about to tip off. She's like, well, she's on her way. So we get down there and they pull out this big ass chair. Tim sits in it like there's no problem. Like, dude, I own this shit. 
You know who I am? I'm Tim motherfucking Washington. That's who I am. Yeah. Kudos then, to you, man. Then we sat down in the dance team. The girl recognized him. Real yeah. hot girl. Really? She was like, like, oh, that's Tim Buck, too. Like, You're Tim oh, Buck, too. I was like, yeah, what's up, baby? You get them digits? No, no. she signed an autograph oh. for him. An autograph? Yeah. Screw that, man. You, you need to get them digs. Yeah, he'll work on that next time he goes. Right. I'm going to be down there a lot. Don't worry. <laughs> Lee, what's your biggest accomplishment to date? If you had to uh, pick one, what's your biggest accomplishment? You know, honestly, um, this is going to sound a little cliche, and I don't even know if my wife is watching or not, but my wife got me out of a place to where I never wanted to get married again. So, I mean, just the fact that I even found a woman that I wanted. After the third time, right? So your your wedding was postponed three times due to COVID, or twice due to COVID. You had to push back Yeah, third time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So third time's the charm, you know. Um, you know, but, I mean, we've been together – uh, almost 13 years and you know I mean it took me a long time to admit that I even wanted to get married again because before her I was in a really bad relationship where we were six months away from getting married and then my fiance cheated on me with somebody that I consider to be a really good friend get off the fucking phone you're producing my my friend <laughs> I'm messing with you Tim but uh you know, so I mean, yeah, I think that would have to be one of my my biggest biggest accomplishments. You know, um, is actually uh, getting out of that mind space that I didn't want to be married again, and to agree to marry somebody that I love very much. So that's cool because Megan's always giving a shit about yeah that team that plays in first energy and you yeah know, she kind of created the uh, dollar jar over there. So every time we her say, and Lisa, yeah. yeah, every time we say that name, we got to put a dollar in there. So yeah, I mean, that was kind of cool. Also, Lee, come from a family of what four? You got you, your sister, your mom, your dad. You got a brother and my right? brother. Yeah. So there's a family of three. Yeah. So what have you learned in life from each one of them? Ooh. And who's your biggest supporter out of everybody in your family? Uh, probably my mom and my sister. Um, you know, my mom has always kind of just been like, you know, if you think you can make something of it, just go ahead and go for it. Um, my dad, you know, when, when I was a kid, I decided I wanted to join Boy Scouts. And my dad was kind of just like, you'll never be able to learn how to tie all those knots. You won't be successful at this. So I did it just to spite him. He was a not Nazi. He was a not Nazi. Um, you know, and then, you know, the same thing with me going to college. Well, you know, nobody in our family has ever gone to college. Why do you have to go to college? It's a waste of money. It's a waste of this. It's a waste of that, you know, but it was something I wanted to do, you know, because I originally wanted to get into IT, but the, the market's gotten so saturated that you can't find a decent job or a job that would even be willing to let somebody who's had limited experience in the, in the industry get in, um, you know, and so, I, I fell back on restaurant management, which is something that I got from my mom. Um, you know, but I mean, so from my mom, I've learned, you know, you always have to fight for everything you want, especially after my parents got divorced when I was 10. You know, my mom did the best she could to raise me, my brother and my sister, but obviously that's tough. You know, it's tough for any single parent. Um, you know, my dad was never really around much when I was growing up. Um, you know, so, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of those things that are, that are out there, you know, that, 
you know, I feel are cliche because to me, it was just my life, but for other people, it may not be cliche. Um, you know, but it was all things that I had to, to get through. Um, you know, my love for movies came out of the fact that I was home by myself all the time and I needed to find ways to entertain myself, you know, so that, you know, I would start watching movies. I would start listening to music, and, you know, that's where a lot of, you know, the different styles of music that I listened to came from. You know, I, I like hip hop. Originally the, the song we were going to open the show with was by twisted, you know, I mean, that's, that's hip hop. You know, I like tech nine. I like, you know, Eminem, Dr. Dre, all those guys, you know, and a lot of that just came from me trying to find ways to entertain myself. You know, my mom did the best she could, you know, and me and my sister have gotten a lot closer over the years. I'm one of my sister's biggest supporters. You know, I mean, she has a different lifestyle choice than I have, and I, I would never, ever fault her for that. I would never tell her to not be who she is, you know, and, you know, it's caused a, a, a few problems in my family, you know, um, because my dad doesn't necessarily believe in everything that I do, doesn't necessarily believe in everything that my sister does, you know, whatever, but you know, I mean, I just try to make it work with every member of my family the best I can. My dad still doesn't understand what I do here. You know, like, he's like, you keep saying it's a radio show, but you can live stream video. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's kind of what internet radio is now. It's kind of becoming the, the video aspect of it as well, you know? Yeah, so the, the, the proper word for that would be is you do a podcast. Correct. So some people think, oh, well, the same thing, like, you know, you got a radio station, but what what are the call letters for the radio station? What 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 can I uh uh where can I find this? Well, you got to download the app. Angel, we'll we'll see you as soon as the scoop's over. My yeah, friend. we'll jump into uh, over there. And, uh, get on, so thanks, Angel. So yeah, so Lee, let me ask you this question, and I'm kind of going to get personal here with you. If there's one event <laughs> in your life that you could go back and change, what would that be? I would never change anything that's happened in the past. You can't change the past. You only have to look forward to the future. And that's actually something that I just, that South South Park just reiterated on their post-COVID return of COVID special that they uh, just started streaming last night on uh, Paramount Plus. You know, everybody keeps saying that they're waiting for this one unprecedented moment that's going to change the world post-COVID. Don't look for those unprecedented moments. Just create a bunch of precedented moments that you can look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, everything that's happened in my life has made me a better person. And this is something that I try telling my wife all the time. And I don't know if she believes it or not, but because of everything that I've gone through with my exes or, you know, with my family or whatever has made me the best version of me that I could possibly be for her, you know, all the, all the mistakes that I've made in my past or all the mistakes that other people have made toward me, you know, have molded me into who I am today. I mean, I, my depression got so bad after me and my ex broke up, I was drinking heavily for a year and a half and it cost me a lot of good jobs. It cost me um, a relationship with somebody, you know, and as soon as, I finally figured out that, wait a minute, this is why everything's happening. You know, I finally was just like, you know what? I don't need this. You know, I'll throw, you know, and I have, I barely drink now. If I drink, it's because I know a, I'm not driving or B because it's just a special occasion. And I won't even touch hard liquor hardly anymore. 
it's it's beer or nothing and then i always follow it up with a pop or water or whatever which i guess i'm not gonna be following it up with pop anymore Damn well, yeah, you can't, can't be drinking that stuff nah. <laughs> water in here can we can we uh prove that yes How? I'm, I'm just messing with you <laughs> What else do I got here for you? So you got a dream of uh, running a wrestling promotion. I know that you you talked to me about that and how passionate you are about wrestling. And you get you're so mad at the WWE for not you know living up to their standards that they're supposed to have, and you get pissed off about you know some of the cuts that are made. Mm. What is, what is your goal eventually? with wrestling and how did you become a wrestling fan well to me becoming a wrestling fan i mean i think i took like probably the strangest road into the world of professional wrestling that that's ever existed it's really hot with this hat on um i uh you know when i was growing up as a kid take it out (laughs) uh when i was growing up as a kid um i started with you know, just flipping through the channels after, you know, real Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, all the great Saturday morning cartoons that no longer exist. Um, and I found WCW, actually, because WCW, um, WCW, and I saw Sting and it was Sting before the, the Crow get up. You know, he was still had the, the, the bleach blonde hair, the, the multicolored face paint, the multicolored tights and everything. And I was just enamored. He reminded me of a superhero which is kind of where a lot of the feelings of that era of wrestling have come from. Like they, they were cartoonish and superhero-y, um, you know, and then flip the channel again. And then there's WWF Saturday mornings, you know, live from the spectrum. Uh, it was all over the place. back Yeah. I started with WCW too. You know, and Hulk Hogan, you know, the, the red and the yellow and Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling uh, cartoon was on during that time too. So I, I knew those characters you know, so that's kind of where it started. But like, really, the only time I would ever stop and watch is if Sting was on. So, you know, uh, Steve Borland holds a very special place in my heart because of that. And then in the mid 90s, ECW came around and it was ultra realistic, ultra violent. The storylines were a little bit more adult. You know, there was some sexual stuff in there as well, you know, and for a teenager, that's kind of where people started. And this was long before the Attitude Era. This was before NWO. This was before DX. This was before any of that. And I gravitated towards that. And there was a channel that we used to have back when UHF and uh, the other one was a thing. Talking about the cat. The cat. And you can always catch ECW Monday nights at 10 o'clock. So I'd always record Raw, record Nitro, and watch ECW Live, even though it was, like, weeks behind. Like, they're like, you, some of you may be watching this before the pay-per-view. Some of you might be watching this after the pay-per-view. And then they would show the date of the pay-per-view. And I'm like, wow, that was, like, two fucking months ago. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, so, like, ECW really got me in uh, – turn me into the hardcore, I guess you can call me a mark, whatever, you know, I don't consider that to be a negative term um, that I am. And Paul Heyman was definitely the genius that got me there. When, when ECW moved to TNN, you know, I started watching them on TNN. And then when they got fucked by WWF, by Vince trying to bring raw over there, you know, I, I felt for Paul on that, you know, and Paul's level of storytelling and the realism that he put behind his storylines. I mean, that really struck me. 
And um, when he w- moved over to SmackDown, to me, that was the best era of SmackDown when he was started writing SmackDown. And then the voice of Brock Lesnar. And now he's the voice of Roman oh, Reigns, nice. unfortunately. Um, you know, but I mean, being the advocate and how passionate he was about ECW and still is, you know, and I really wish that WWE Network or now Peacock would do something with it, you know, like allow them to do like a weekly best of or just something, you know, instead of just having the old episodes of hardcore TV and uh, ECW on TNN and then WWE CW that was on sci fi. That was the worst version ever. Oh, God, it was so bad. Invasion? Invasion, I was actually at Invasion. That was one of my very first ever pay-per-views. Yeah, well, Invasion wasn't that bad. They just no. wrote the storylines. And they couldn't get any of the good wrestlers from WCW because they all decided to stay at home and continue spending Ted Turner's money. I, Go, Barricane. Do you blame them? Absolutely not. I don't blame them either. Absolutely not. You know, so my dream for a wrestling company would probably be taking a, not a lot of the the ultra violent elements of of ECW because obviously we've learned from a lot of those mistakes with concussions and things like that but that realistic storytelling and and dropping the cartoonish and superhero-y things that WWE seems to be somewhat gravitate I mean even the fiend of a, a character that was pretty fucking scary I mean if you're a little kid you know there's still something cartoonish about him and now he's wants to write comic books based on his, that character you know so i mean even he sees the cartoonish aspect of it and i mean what they did with alexa bliss and all of that and i mean don't get me started we can spend four hours talking about everything i hate about wwe but i mean i just want to go back to that era of wrestling where the storytelling was very ultra realistic i mean even the nwo came out of reality you know, uh, Razor and Diesel leaving WWE. That's what sparked the NWO. That's what gave Eric Bischoff the idea. You know, a lot of people thought that Vince sent them over there to destroy WCW. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Back in 96 when they were over there, or 97 when they were like, yeah. oh, Vince is probably going to show up on uh, Nitro, Nitro tonight. Well, it, it happened uh, it did, a couple of years three, later. Three years later, but yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that was my favorite time in wrestling when it was the Monday Night Wars because you never know who was going to show up on Nitro. Yeah. I mean, when Hall showed up, I was a big Razor fan. I tuned over to WCW. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a WCW fan, but my buddy's like, hey, Razor's on uh, WCW. I'm like, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. Tuned into it. Dude, I liked it ever since, and I yeah. was a big Outsiders fan. So ended up watching them, man. And oh, wait, Vince might sue me for doing that. What? I did this. Oh. I'm like, Vince might sue me for doing oh. that. Vince, we ain't got enough money, so don't sue us. <laughs> well, we ain't got enough money yet. But anyway, so yeah, so so that was a fun time in wrestling. It was when NWO first started and DX, yeah. you know. I really wish that back then, WWE would have allowed them to go up against each other when Triple H and them were like, let my prisoners go. They should have let them in the arena. Let just the, people go. Just to start that and see where that would have went it. Or went. Yeah. I mean, Bischoff wanted to, but it was the building security. Building security is like, that's a liability. They have a fucking tank when it was really more of a Jeep with a bazooka yeah, on the yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it would have it been fun to see how that storyline played out because that's happening in real time. No storyline. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's kind of the element that I like about it. You know, and I mean, I think that there's enough talent in this area to where, you know, we can do something special and, you know, kind of like what AEW is doing now with their partnership with New Japan, their partnership with Impact, and they're trying to get a lot of those guys from Ring of Honor now that Ring of Honor is shutting down. Um, you know, I would like to make build relationships like that to where we can go in and do like, you know, our company versus AIW, our company versus Mega, our company versus this, our company. Versus, you know, I, I would love to do build something like that. Yeah, that that would be cool. I mean, never know down the road that could happen, but. First off, we got to get a match. We got to get a yeah. venue. So we're working on that for 2022. You know, RPW is coming out. Lee, you, you, you and I have something else in common that a lot of people don't know about. We both have had a lot of jobs. Oh yeah, a lot. What is your most favorite job and the job that you hated the most? I mean, I liked all my jobs for different reasons. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have worked there as long as I did if I didn't. Um, you know, uh, I don't really like naming company names, but I mean, I don't work for any of these people anymore. So it's not like there's a conflict of interest there or anything. But uh, I would say probably Popeyes gave me the biggest opportunity I ever had. They promoted me to a general manager. They thought I was good enough to be a general manager. And then COVID happened. And, you know, you know, Popeyes chicken is the shiznit. It is. It is. I still say that to this day. I think Popeyes is better than any any. It's not better than KFC. Oh, oh, much, much. Yeah. I'm a KFC guy. KFC's chicken is more consistent. It is. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have to have the right cook at Popeyes, and they have to cook it the right way. You know. But anyway, um, you know, so they they made me a general manager, and then COVID happened, and obviously, you know, everything that happened in that situation was unexpected, and you know. They're just like, maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe you're not ready or blah, 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 you know, but I always sit there and say, we had no idea what to expect from COVID. We had no idea that we'd have lines out five blocks down the road every night because we're the only spot that's open. You know, I mean, McDonald's was open, but they had the big long lines too, you know, I mean, and then McDonald's gave me an opportunity to try to learn more and, and, hone my skills um but i mean i think honestly the greatest job i ever had is a company that i used to work for called um vox mobile and we did like uh fortune 500 level uh smartphone and tablet support like and you know a lot of our clients still remember me when I go to their businesses, you know, just as a customer or whatever. And they're just like, Hey, you know, I can't get, you know, them on the phone. Can you help me out real quick? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't been there in almost eight years. I don't know what, 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 what to do anymore. But I mean, even, um, I don't want to name it, but one of the doctor's offices that I went to was one of their clients and they're just like, you know, Hey, you know, my Epic isn't working. I was actually able to get it working again, but you know, I, I haven't worked there in years, but they all remembered me. I'm surprised you didn't say uh, Blockbuster. Blockbuster lot. was, yeah, Blockbuster was definitely an adventure. I'll, I'll definitely say that. But my only negative thing about Blockbuster was, um, I mean, was I mean, other than the fact that they shut down, 
when they shouldn't have had to. I mean, my, I would think that the only negative I had about that was that, you know, nobody was really ever given an opportunity to grow there only because by the time most of us that were there when we closed had just gotten there, like maybe like a two, two, three years pre previous, you know, previous to that. So that's it. I bet Blockbuster would have been fun. I bet it would have. They, they, you know, all the new releases, all the new yeah. games, all that. But I mean, that would have been fun. Just about to say what your love of movies. I'm pretty sure that was amazing. Oh, it was fun. I mean, 15 free rentals a week. Hell yeah. You know, and most of the time I wasn't using those on new releases because a lot of the new movies that were coming out sucked, you know, but yeah, no, I mean, um, it was, it was a fun job. It was definitely a fun job. Um, I do miss it. I, I will say that, but you know, I mean, I mean, is that really a job I want to be doing at 39, 30, 40? I mean, I've learned something as you get older, if your job's not fun and you don't like going there, you shouldn't be there. Exactly. And, I mean, that's how I felt about the post office. You know, I mean, I think that's probably the only company that I've ever mentioned while I was still there, you know, um, but that doesn't have to do with the job itself. Like when I was out on the street and I was delivering and I was my own boss and I could, you know, I couldn't do whatever the hell I wanted, but you know, um, I didn't have nine different supervisors breathing down my ass crack, you know, every hour of every day. I mean, I, I loved the freedom that that job offered. But I definitely think they need to change the way that they do their training. They need to change the way that they do, you know, when people are first starting out, like, don't just sit there and be like, you know, you know, here's so-and-so's entire route, have it done by 430 and then get pissed at them when they come back at nine o'clock at night, because they have no fucking clue what they're doing, where they're going or, or how to get to half the places. You know, I mean, that was, that was my biggest complaint was that I, I felt that their training and the way that they handled certain situations wasn't the best, you know, and they treat you like garbage when you're hurt. Yeah. I had a job that, I mean, I loved doing and my boss kind of forced me out of it by, yeah. you know, like just flat out telling me, I'm not going to give you a raise. Um, you don't deserve to have it. I've been there too. And I was like, well, I know everything in, a, in this whole building. How do I not, you know, I stay over, I come in early. Mm. And just felt like I wasn't going nowhere. But the only thing that kept having me come back every day was I liked doing it. Yeah. But I didn't like my boss. And mm. then I was like, you know, when they fired me, it was kind of a blessing in disguise to get away from that place. Yeah. Because not only was it starting to weigh on me that my boss didn't like me and I didn't like him. It was just starting to weigh on my work, too. Like I was making mistakes at work because he would be on my ass every day about something that. He tried to control. It's like, dude, you know, shit happens. But I guess I wasn't good enough for that company. So on. It, it is what it is. But I had yeah. fun there. Met a lot of great people. Still friends with some of them today. Talked to them. Uh, one of my best friends. He passed away a couple of years ago from cancer. Um, I met him there. God rest his soul. The water out of the tap here is disgusting. Now. Adam says, quit lying, Dave. My favorite job was uh, Perkins. That was one of my favorite jobs. I got to work with all my buddies there, too. Adam, you know, Chops, Ryan. He had a blast there, man. We had a so start of the show's tuning in. Yes. Thanks, thanks, Adam, for tuning in. Uh, we're we're going to have to have you on, make a uh, reappearance. Yeah. When we come, when we get to the new studio, if you're yeah. down with that. A one and done. One and done. 
<laughs> I owe that to you. And I just want to give you appreciation for that. So it, it, opportunities there, you let me know when you want to come in. But yeah, I mean, that was fun. But Lee, on the other thing too, like, you know, what was your worst job? Because I can tell you what my worst job was. Working uh, at Mark's. That was the worst job I've ever had in my life. Restaurant Depot. <sighs> restaurant work to me wasn't bad. Well, Restaurant Depot was like a retail store where restaurants can shop and get food and supplies and materials and things like that. Um, Is that I, over on Rockside? Yeah. Okay. It's right across from the Ohio Media School. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was only there a week. So I had I hadn't had an opportunity to join the union or anything yet. Um, this customer came through my line. I was ringing. I think I was just bagging that day or something. I don't know. They had me jumping around to doing everything, but whatever. Um, this lady got mad because she thought I broke a bag of egg noodles. And so she had to have me go back and grab another bag of egg noodles and bring it back up. She got that fucking pissed over some egg noodles. Fuck. Yes. So I was taking my you break. Suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So not too long after that, I went on on lunch and she was out there loading her car with one of the loaders that we had. And I was standing outside um, eating. I don't even remember what the hell I was eating, what I was eating. And uh, the, the bagger came back up and I'm just like, dude, was she that much of a fucking cunt to you too? And he's just like, you motherfucker, you got her. So did it. And like, he was threatening to fucking hit me and shit. So I'm like, Dude, don't be getting in my fucking face. Like, I mean, if she was a bitch to you, she was a bitch to me too. Like, I mean, what the hell do you want me to say? I, like, I I got nothing to say, you know. And I went in and I told my boss about. It. I'm like, dude, like he got in my face. I'm like, well, he's worked here longer. You're fired. Don't you hate when people just do that? Seniority, yeah. seniority sometimes sucks for people. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, they even had an employee meeting that night after we closed, and. Every single person that worked there, except for that one kid, was just like, that's not fair. You can't fire him for that. And they still, since I wasn't in the union, they're like, you know, nope, he's gone. Bye. Gary Tallett, my buddy from WOBO who owns it, is tuning in. Thanks, mm -hmm. Gary, for tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're doing some big things over there. Make sure you check them guys out. Adam says he's down. Let him know. So maybe, maybe that'll be my first guest for after the new year. Okay. Bring in the new year proper. You still got the old uh, banner? I, I do have the old banner. I do have the old banner. But we, Hang that up one night only? One night only. So stay tuned for that. I'm throwing my guests out there, man. I mean, week week four by myself, I think I'm doing pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think this is episode, like I said, 38 that we're in. So um, four by myself. Adam says the best job was Toys R Us and the worst job was convenient. Oh. 16 to 17 years old and had me working for 4 p.m. to midnight. I'm um, no thanks. I'd rather be chasing tail. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I would have loved to have worked at Toys R Us, man. Do you know the Toys R Us song? I uh, used to. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's lots of toys at Toys R Us for me to play with, from boats to trains to video games. It's the greatest toy store there is. Gee whiz, I don't want to grow up because, Mommy, if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Hey, you just made a be round of a Toys R Us kid. That is awful loud. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking deaf now, man. Yeah, that is, that is awful <laughs> loud. Uh, so, Lee, we know that your love for uh, the Steeders. Yeah, how did that come about? Uh, and, and there's some there's some stories out there, and your wife says that she's got some pictures. 
that's your closet fan that plays in the team that roots for the team that plays in first energy. Now that's what she's saying, but how did you become a Steelers fan? Let's not talk about that team that plays in first area. How did you become a Steelers fan? And fuck them for getting the NFL to change their rules, by the way. But anyway, um, yeah, boo them, boo them. Anyway, uh, when I was nine years old, um, I mean, growing up, my friends were always Steelers fans. Like, I don't even know how that happened because, I mean, I grew up in Maple Heights. I grew up in Garfield Heights. So, I mean, it's not like I ever lived in Pennsylvania or anywhere near Pittsburgh. But uh, all my friends growing up were shockingly Steelers fans. So, whenever they would talk football, it was always the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, When I was about eight, nine years old is when Art Modell moved the team to Baltimore and turned them into the Ratbergs. So, there was no football in Cleveland anymore. And so when I would go and watch football with my friends, because that's about the age I started really getting into it, you know, we were always watching the Steelers or the Bungles or, you know, but those were the games that were now shown locally. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, that team from Pittsburgh is actually really good. You know, the Steelers are good, you know, so they kind of grew out of that. And when that team that plays in first energy stadium came back in 99. I think my mom and, you know, a lot of people were just like, Oh, he's going to start rooting for them again. Or, you know, not that I ever did, but my mom always dressed me up in their clothes before I dressed myself kind of thing. And, you know, I mean, she says, I I got pictures of when you were five and six and I'm like, okay. And you were still putting my clothes out. Like, you know, as soon as I got old enough to wear my own clothes, I was not wearing that shit no more. So don't even go there. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, it just kind of grew out of that and just, the hell's that noise? I have no idea. Are you ripping ass over there? No, I think somebody else is ripping ass. No, mm, it ain't me. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I mean, it kind of grew out of that. And, uh, you know, I've just, I've, I've always been somebody that you stick with your convictions. You don't, you never give up on, on, you know, who got you to the, to the show, which is very reminiscent to, you know, here at Redline and everything too. Uh, any comment that comes up like that, Tim, block it. What did it say? Um, those are those are bot links that if anybody were to click it, will send you to a site that um, either is a human trafficking site or can track our information to set us up as a human trafficking site. Yeah, so well, we, we don't need that. No. Um, Big block. Sorry about that. Uh, It's trolls. Just they're, they're doing it to all the shows. Um, But uh, yeah, so it grew out of that. And, um, you know, obviously when we won Super Bowl 40, you know, Bredis's last Super Bowl, you know, I mean, obviously that definitely helped things and everything. And, um, you know, my mom bought me my first Steelers jersey. It was a Roethlisberger, you know, and, and then my wife, regardless of what she says, almost everything I own now that Steelers gear is she's bought in me. So, you know, she can say whatever the hell she wants. And this year was your first year actually going to Heinz Field, correct? Yes. So, you, me and you did that with Scott. Yeah, for uh, son, preseason. Yeah, yeah, for a preseason game. Now we're getting ready to go here on January the 3rd, the Monday night game, man. That's going to be a good experience. I'm just telling you, you better dress warm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you already got the obligatory sparing side of the way, so now you're going to have Permenti Brothers. I mean, we're going to do that on Tuesday before we leave. I mean, it's going to be a good time down there, man. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. We got six of us I going. can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, we got great seats, too. And I got to see my first Steelers game on Halloween uh, here 
unfortunately in first energy stadium but i mean it was it was a good time it was a great time it was a great time i mean a lot of backlash from the fans man a lot of backlash backlash but i wouldn't trade it for the world it was fun thanks Mm. for dina and anthony for allowing us to uh, come hang out with them love those guys love those guys tailgate djs also lee you're a part of an exclusive group called the ohio or Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and how that all came about. How did you get so involved with Ghostbusters? Um, it's just something that I've always been a fan of. I mean, you know, the cartoon was out when I was a kid. The movie came out the year I was born. Um, I just, I never remember a time when I wasn't a fan of Ghostbusters, be it either the real Ghostbusters cartoon, extreme Ghostbusters, um, obviously Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, um uh when i went to my first comic-con in 2013 2014 somewhere around there 15 maybe uh they were there and i'm just like wow you know this is really cool you guys are dressed up as ghostbusters and you know i've always been a huge fan and da 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 uh and they're like well we're always you know we're always hiring you know it's always the kind of the joke line that we give because there's the line in the original ghostbusters movie um when Ray puts up his family homestead up on a third mortgage so that they can afford to start Ghostbusters, Vankman makes the line that says the franchise rights will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. And so we as fans have kind of adopted that mentality where um, all of these groups that are all over the, uh, all over the world, you know, uh, I mean, there's three in our area. And then there's one in Columbus, one in Cincinnati. There's three in Pittsburgh. There's one in Erie. Uh, you know, so there's groups all over the place. Um, we're franchises since it grew out of that line. Um, but I got involved with them uh, about a two. What the heck is going on? I hear it now, but I have no idea what that is. All right, we'll have to look into that afterwards. Um, I got involved with them. You know, I tried joining the group that year, uh, never got a reply. And and then I kind of just like forgot about it for a while. And then I was actually working for Burger King and we were part of something that Parma does every year called the treat and greet where all the businesses in Polish village get together and they all pass out candy to kids as a safe way to trick or treat and everything. And the kids walk up and down the road and um, they were a part of that. And I had told my boss at Burger King, I'm like, you know, I have a Ghostbusters uniform that I made for Halloween. It, you know, it's pretty freaking screen accurate and da da da. Right here, far, far away from the mic. Anyway, um, you know, so I'm like, I'll dress up. I can stand at the door, blah blah blah. You know, and so that, and then they walked in and they're like, oh hey, you know what's going on? I had their patch on because I had bought it. Um, just to, you know, show the, that, that on the uniform since I'm from the area and everything. And so, you know, they, they met with me, they got me in, um, we're a nonprofit charity organization. So we, we work with, uh, used to be exclusively a special wish out of Cleveland, which is like make a wish for our area. But, uh, recently we're branching out a little bit to work with other charitable organizations like if we're at at an event and they're hosting a charity we won't raise money for our charity all the money we make will go to their charity uh so um you know we've kind of been branching out and doing that uh 2022 actually marks our 10 year anniversary so we're gonna 
we're going to do it up big in 2022. Our next event, if anybody wants to come out, we're actually going to be uh, near your neck of the woods. We're going to be in at Comics Ago or Comics Argo. Um, and we're going to be there from. That's in Berea. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's Illyria. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, we'll be there from 12 to 4. Um, we will have patches, shot glasses, things like that available for people to buy, but it's going to be more of like a meet and greet thing. You know, you can get your picture taken with us. Um, you know, we just ask that, you know, if things continue going the way that they're going with COVID, that everybody try to be as safe as possible, obviously. So. Absolutely. So in closing, Lee, one last question for you. Wow, that went quick. It did go quick. I mean, shoot. I mean, I looked also what she said. <laughs> I, Never looked at, that. I looked at the clock uh, about 20 minutes ago and it was like 610. Yeah. Now it's fucking like five minutes still. Yeah. So the show's almost over. But Lee, what is one thing that people don't know about you? One hidden talent that you have? I'm actually not a half bad singer. Um, I was in like three choirs in high school. I was also in theater. Uh, so, you know, a lot of singing goes along with that. I love doing karaoke. Like, that is one of my big things. Your number one hit is probably your uh, Rudolph the uh, Red Nose Quarterback. <laughs> Rudolph the No Job QB. The No Job QB. If you guys want to listen to that, maybe Lee will sing that this Sunday. Maybe. Maybe we can get him to do that. Maybe I'll put it to music. Yeah, put some music to it, you know, just for Christmas, like a Christmas gift for all of our fans. Uh, Lisa Summer says, hey. Hello. Also, in closing, I want to thank everybody for tuning in who has the star of the show, uh, Gary Tollett, everybody who's, tu- who's tuned in. Um, star of the show, miss you, Gary. Hopefully everything's doing well over there at WLBL. Thanks, Tim Buck, too, for uh, producing. Anytime. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> – it's going to be – it's a real thing to be over at the new studio the next time I do this show. And hopefully I yeah. can get hopefully I can get uh Adam to come in and you know ring in the new year properly. Yeah. On the first show with him with him being the uh the guest so, co-host and we'll get a guest or whatnot or have him bring in a guest or whatnot. But so uh, since that's gonna be oh shit. Uh a return to form of the original scoop. Are you gonna go two hours with, with uh, I don't think so. I think staying at the one hour format is perfect, but I'll talk to Adam and see what he wants to do. And also, too, I'm going to give a big uh, uh, prayer out to the Hatfield family. I know Debbie's under the weather right now, and I know she's in a rehabilitation uh, place. So, Tony, Jeremy, Sean, my thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Um, Tony has been, been on the show here a couple times, man. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, thoughts and prayers to them, guys. Uh, Debbie, hopefully you get well, and you guys have a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Lee, again, thank you for being a guest. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank Thanks, everybody at Redline Radio, and I hope everybody at Redline yeah, Radio. And uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody that um, it was affected by those horrible tornadoes yes. that, that took out almost half the damn country. Yes. You know, we, we got the high winds from it. Well, thank God we didn't get you know tornado. But um, I know that there was a – I talked about it on my show. There was a factory, a candle factory in Kentucky. Their boss would not let them leave the building. Yeah, that's – that's kind of shitty. That's neither here nor there that we have any control with. But I know you talked, like you said, you talked about it on your show. Kudos to uh, the people who got out and who left. I After you talked about that, there was a few people that got out and snuck out windows. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so kudos to them. Again, you know, ladies and gentlemen, have a good uh, holiday season. we got two weeks coming up. We will be back the 
first Friday of January, which I do believe, let's see, Monday, it would be. It would be January 30. No. Uh, it would be January 8th now because Monday's the 3rd. So it'd be like the fifth or sixth. It actually would be about the eighth. No, no, so no seventh. January seventh. We'll be back live. So no scoop for the next two weeks. Sorry, guys. I know that you guys are looking forward to. Uh, well, you know what? Fuck them. Okay. Yeah. I, I know you guys are looking forward to that. Uh, but you guys have a good rest of your night. Thank you for joining us here for the people that tuned in. Yeah. Lee, you got anything to say in closing? Stay tuned for Grape going to give it to you. It's starting at 8 p.m. Timbuktu is going to be there. Uh, Grape, he claims he's got like his entire goddamn family coming in here. He has the whole insane clown pots. And, and if you haven't seen Grape's going to give it to you, check that out. Oh, Lee, how can we forget about our show on Sunday night? Real I've quick? been trying to sit there and, and put the still, damn logo in your still, face. The still, whole City, show. still City Renegades. It'll be live this Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, we'll talk to Chipper. I know Chipper's got some things on his mind. Angel will be uh, live. We got to get off here and get right on Angel's show. So make yeah. sure you guys uh, check that out. And also we have Kevin Sleds from Kevin Sleds, Land yep. Media coming on. He'll be on. So he'll be zoomed in from uh, his studio out there in Ravenna. So and We got a lot to talk about this week, obviously with COVID ravaging, not just that team that plays here, but uh, the, the entire NFL um uh there's actually not a lot of Steelers news this week like like things have been quiet out of Heinz, Heinz Field but I mean Urban Meyer I mean there's a lot coming out about that's that. a debacle man that's Ooh. a debacle so it's not gonna be Steelers light this week but because there's just so much other shit going on in the NFL like we, we have to tackle it obviously we'll break down the Titans games and about Kenny Pickett sitting out the Peach Bowl Ooh. Yeah, that's a big deal. He's saving himself. There's a lot of talk that Pittsburgh's going to draft him. So we'll talk about that on Sunday night. Yeah. Dynamite Dave here, Timbuktu, and Lee motherfucking money. We're out here. Join us next or two weeks from tonight. Uh, we, if we can go out to that Twisted song. I don't think he's got that pulled up. He might. <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for checking out the scoop. Thanks for checking out Money's Crazy Mind. Have a happy and safe Christmas. U-C-K-Y-O-U It's Christmas time What the fuck you gonna do? I'm probably gonna go out and buy some new boots So I can put them to ass the way the way you Cause the charity is through and I'm giving all that I can Except for my peace of mind I don't fit in the gift bag Don't come with a bow and tag A colorful gift wrap But still drop jaws just like a pimp slap uh, Front to back let me line them all up And bottoms up and finish every drop in the cup Not an eggnog simple fuck you suck nuts Got a fifth grade goose in the back of the truck And my brother's bug Traffic hitting the bone, backseat bumping.